So before we get started, I want to tell you about the best thing that has happened to the podcasting world, and that is Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. You can go to anchor.fm slash start and join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. You can even find it on the App Store of any iPhone or Android. The app is called Anchor. That's A-N-C-H-O-R. So we're back. So we're on number 25. Back at it. Having a good day. Having a good week so far. Man, after after last week's uh, debate episode, that I felt like I had attended a lecture after right. that, man. That, my, my brain was so overloaded with information. Yeah. Like, Have I'm, you gone I'm, back and listened to it? I've, I've gone back and listened to like half halfway back through it but mm-hmm. again it's just like I keep having to go back over parts and be like, did I catch that right? Did I hear that right? right. Like, Oh my god! So that was absolutely awesome. I can't wait. I talked to. Uh, I already talked to them about coming back on and, and doing like solo episodes and right. talking about that stuff themselves. They're cool. But that. man, I mean, between that one and the um, and our, our conversation with the other Isaiah, man, we we've been learning some. I, I wasn't expecting to to be provided with so much just raw information. You know, I was, I was thinking, you know, hey, let's let's just get these cool Dude, guys on to have this conversation. It went so much better than I thought it was gonna go. Absolutely. I mean, I I had a feeling that you know we we're we we're gonna be able to have a good you know mm-hmm. debate. I didn't I didn't think that you know I didn't even know these guys prior to the conversation, but for some reason I felt like you know we're gonna be able to have this debate. I thought things might get a little more heated than they did and they it didn't it, at it's all. a it's I a guess. hot enough topic that it could have it, it could have gone in any direction and i'm really glad that they had the the etiquette and the self-control to not let it you know get away from them yeah, and, and both, feed both into their emotions and whatnot seem like really cool dudes like yeah for sure both for of sure. them really respectful uh good heads on their shoulders uh, and and I mean there was uh, I noticed that there was a little bit of kind of meeting in the middle on John's end, but on James's end it was kind of like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> right. Like, no, 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 you don't understand. Capitalism is entirely evil. Right. Point blank. Period. I will not concede on this. So it was like, it's it, it's not that he. So you're saying like John? There was a part of John that could agree with some of the things James. Some was of the saying, things that James was saying. But yeah, there were there were parts where he was willing to concede and parts where he was willing to kind of maybe negotiate his, uh, his stance on it. But I mean, on on, the other end of that, it was also the fact that like you can definitely tell that James did a lot of homework on this topic, long before I ever asked him if he'd want to. Right. Know, Right. be on the episode and i was not prepared <laughs> right i was not prepared for for a just lot the of data dump right a lot there. of good information like even you know the fact that 
what were you saying, like, uh, the top... You talking or, about like the bottom, the bottom poorest countries are all capitalists. Yeah, in, in the Western Hemisphere, they're all like they're all capitalists, and they're like the top ten percent poorest yeah. countries in the West Hemisphere, something like that. And I was just like, "Well, shit!" Like that kind of just that well, kind to, to me, it almost felt like, "All right, John." That's why I have to. I think after <laughs> that, I was like, "John, you got anything to say about that?" Because that is uh that might just crush your argument right there well i think that the um the kind of what i kind of took away from a lot of that was first of all that our uh understanding of capitalism is very manipulated you, you know what i mean right um like for example the way that james was kind of countering a lot of a lot of uh the points that were being made by john with well, that country is not actually socialist. They're a capitalist country with like social safety nets, right. and then you and know so after we. after we start to, well, I mean, not not nearly to As the degree, you know I mean? not nearly to the degree that that we're seeing in a lot of the the European countries that are being you know patted on the back a little bit more for for how well they take care of their people. Right. And and John, you know, recognized that he right was, right, he, and he even said you know. I, I I agree with I agree we need safety nets. He's like I don't I don't mind that part. And right, and for I think me, I think for him it was just about like distinguishing um, the good that capitalism has done. Because to me, I think I think there has been I think a lot of our innovation can be attributed to capitalism. Um, would we be better off if we had never gone down that road? I don't know. I, I think so, but uh, I think capitalism has definitely been the the fuel befi- behind the fire of all the great uh, things that we have, all the great things that we can enjoy. Uh, but there are a lot of problems with the way we achieve, you know, all of those innovations. Like, like. Well, I think that the problem stems from, you know, just unchecked greed unchecked uh disregard for the resources that we're consuming so i i think that it's really just a matter of if there's a system that allows us to regulate in such a way that we're not you know we're we're not just literally destroying the planet we're not literally like destroying people's lives right. there's a way to actually regulate that and and enforce it in such a way that you know, we don't see the literal atrocities that are also directly attributed to capitalism. Right. Then, I mean, obviously, that's the that's the most ideal goal. It's the most ideal system. But what I wonder is, does that mean that we've reached the end of the road here with, quote, capitalism and, and it's time to evolve into the next paradigm of, of economic systems? Well, or is it just kind of like, you know, tighten tighten up a little bit here, tighten up a little bit there, and then keep the boat running, you know what I mean? Right. I'm, I'm curious about about how that can unfold when, when, when we're all looking for solutions that, you know... Do you think overall, um, maybe like our generation, do you think overall we all kind of agree that that maybe we need to move into the next evolution of capitalism? Because I think... For, for my circle of friends, I know that most of us would agree that it's time for a major change in the way we do things. And 
a lot of our generation is kind of like heavily moving towards this the more socialistic uh, aspect of running running the show. Well, I think um, I think one of the big factors in that is that with our generation, like just like a lot of the generations before ours, um, we were all taught the same basic template of moral goodness. You know how to treat people. Um, how to behave, how to interact with a a social community environment. And the thing is, I feel like because our generation has so much more information available at our fingertips, when we have these questions of, well, why was I taught this kind of empathy? Why was I taught this... um, this compassion, this kindness, why was... When that is, in fact, not the reality why are they not being practiced you know right. why why is it that whenever we reach adulthood that or we reach you know these these milestones after adulthood you know with with your job and your uh you know whatever places you attend that are important to you where these principles that we were all taught aren't being practiced you know so i think a lot of a, a lot of our generation is just kind of like starting to a- ask the questions that I'm sure other generations have asked, but now we actually have the information to oh yeah to answer those questions That's to right. distinguish you know <clears throat> good constructive behavior from bad uh, you know toxic behavior and and start to really hold not only ourselves more accountable but hold the previous generations accountable in a way that says or even hey, even mm-hmm. the people that we you know encounter every day, especially online yeah. you know we have the ability that if we have an opinion. Uh, or if we feel very strongly about something, you know, a hundred can a hundred people can know instantly mm-hmm. why, how we feel that way, why we feel that way. Um, yeah, a- yeah, no, absolutely. And so, you know, I feel like that uh, that's going to kind of open the door for us to be more empathetic to each other. To, you know, understand that regardless of how we feel about our neighbor if we want the whole country to be healthy, if we want the whole country, every citizen, to be in, you know, have a shot, have a real shot, uh, without all the hoops and adversity and and, uh, just bullshit that that you have to navigate through, you know, I feel like like our generation is starting to work towards uh, doing what is within our power, recognizing where we have power, you know, recognizing where things need to change, and not just holding on to it for dear life because we're scared of what will happen next. You know what I mean? Right. So um, I do see I do see uh, a refreshing, uh, progressive pace uh, being you know being kept by our generation. But it's not to say that it, the same thing that happens to every generation isn't going to happen whenever we reach you know forty, fifty, sixty, et cetera, et cetera. Because then um, there's going to be younger generations yeah, maybe so, more pushing more radical ideas than we thought we ever did. Right, and so that's kind of like where the uh, where the contradiction of, of like experience and knowledge and wisdom versus a new, fresh perspective from the younger generation. You know, I feel like that's going to be a constant, perpetual, it'll never go away. But it might even be... I, I think that our generation with how, you know... Uh, progressive we are I think that we would probably be a lot more open minded to new ideas and accepting of new ideas I mean as long as they fall within the the moral 
standards that we've set for ourselves. I feel like it's a little too idealistic uh, for me to to like just hang on to that and run with it just because you know you you also got to remember that we have a lot of people in our generation you know i'd say a significant amount if not you know probably not half but a a significant amount that are just as ingrained in in um conservatism the old ways yeah conservatism just as ingrained with um protecting tradition with protecting um um ritual with protecting uh, just different things that they're comfortable with, that their parents were comfortable with, and their grandparents were com- comfortable with. You know, there's there's a very very significant amount. I I'm willing to bet that it's close to half, if not even maybe more I think than we're half. Split fifty fifty. I think that there's a lot more progressive uh, momentum being built up by our generation, but I don't think that it's think the, more than. You uh, think they're more vocal. The people who are pushing progressive. I think ideas. that we know how to use the platforms to spread our voice better than previous generations do. Well, do you think? Do you think most conservatives are more quiet when or like? Because, I mean, that's kind of what I notice is that the more progressive people are more vocal and speaking out, and I, probably more conservatives are okay I gotta, with just. I gotta say, I, I sitting I, back. I gotta really heavily disagree with that because you know when i think conservative i think you know just look at the the hailing beacon of conservatism and donald trump you know what i mean not a very quiet person not very reserved very well he's emboldening he's emboldening you know conservatives to speak up and And he's emboldening people who didn't know how they felt before to have a direction to go you know what i mean just like it's it's uh it's really kind of a little bit scary. fascinating and scary, <laughs> scary to watch sure. it unfold because, you know, I, I watched a lot of people who I I know for a fact didn't really have a lot of political or right. uh, uh, historical education, Until... didn't really care, didn't really notice, didn't really, you know, whatever. They would uh, talk shit about any president the same as they talked shit about right. the one before him. But now right. it's like, oh, wait. Right. This guy doesn't like the same people I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> I've noticed that too. Um, what about those debates, man? Did you watch any of it? Man, I can't get through more than like three Dude, minutes. Dude, it was hard. Because I, I, like I, I, I kept popping in. I did And too. then I'd like pop in for a little bit. And then it's just like, no, no, no. Right. Nuh-uh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Nuh-uh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, like, and it's just like, are you serious? It's like, I came here to uh, to figure out, you know... Who's about to run the country. Right. And what are your policies and how are we going to, you know, uh, push these policies through and, uh, you know, do what's right for the for the country. But it was just two toddlers pointing at each other, calling mm-hmm. each other out on whatever dirt that they, mm-hmm. they read about them or something. And they're like, no, no, no. It's-. And I was so... That was one of the reasons I was just so... Embarrassing, dude. Yeah, absolutely disgusted by that. But I and and everybody like across the board, right wing, left wing, uh, yeah. everybody is like, "Fuck that! That was terrible. Let's never do that again." Right. Um, I I was so just elated whenever I was reading like my conservative friends, my liberal friends, yeah. my yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, I think, everybody across the board was just I think like we that needed was something. absolutely awful. I think it needed to happen for us to kind of get a picture of. The Realize real how bad shit we let it show, yeah. yeah, and yeah. I th- I, you know things like that have to happen for us to realize uh, that we need to do this 
we need to change the way we do this for mm-hmm. sure. And it and and you know, I was pretty elated as well to see that across the board everybody was very disappointed with uh what happened. Um and so yeah, if there's if there's just one thing that I could make a dent in before I die for people's like perception, like mass perception, uh for like everybody everywhere, if, if there's one thing that I could just be just a blip on the radar of everybody for a minute would just be stop thinking that the person you voted for last election cycle uh st- excuse me, stop stop the party loyalty. Right. Stop being loyal to a party. Stop acting like from person to person to person, from candidate to candidate, from politician to politician, each one of these people has the same ideals, has the same values, has the same goals. That's all bullshit. Stop thinking that they have your specific, you know, best interest at heart. That's bullshit. It's bullshit on both sides. Everybody thinks that Whenever we're talking shit about politicians, we're automatically talking shit about about their side. Yeah, it's not no, no, no. no. Like for the for the the most part, everybody like if you start talking shit about just politicians in general, the left is going to think that you're 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 talking talking shit about Republicans, and Republicans are going to get defensive because they 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 think you're talking about them. Yeah, like there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of I get that all the time too, and people uh, with with my views and the way I feel about things. People will come out me saying, like, why do you hate America? I was like, <laughs> I fucking love America. It's that's like, why I want... That's that why I speak a, up about that it. That is such, like, an abusive boyfriend tactic. Right. Like, like why do you hate me? What? <laughs> and it's like, no, I'm holding you accountable for being terrible. Right. Terrible for right. me right now. Right. You, you are terrible for me right now because you are doing things that are not in my best interest. Right. So, out of love... And out of out of wanting you know, the best, out of this, out of a desire to salvage this relationship, right. can we please work this out to a mutual benefit? You know what right. I mean? Can we please work this out to 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 where you know we can we can get along? We can start making some progress on some longstanding issues, you know, stuff like that. That's the most so important it's, thing. It's like, not it, when when you love your country, it doesn't mean you don't question it. Right. Exactly. When you love your country, it doesn't mean that you don't have any issues with anything at exactly. all. Exactly. And that's exactly what I have to point out mm-hmm. whenever I have those conversations. Like yeah. like and, and one of the one of the uh fun things that I feel like kind of has to do with this conversation right now is is uh the mixed reactions on Trump getting coronavirus. Mm-hmm. So boy, that was a that was a big like. That's a that's that's a new topic that we can discuss. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's good when something happens in the middle of the week that we can get yeah, together and yeah. now we have something good to talk about. Well, and see what what I found very interesting <clears throat> again was not only the amount of you know to be expected finger pointing like oh well you guys want trump to die now (laughs) and and earlier you guys were asking about old people well trump's an old person you know there's that side and then there's also the side that's like you know well you said this uh, you know a few months ago and now you're taking coronavirus serious right right (laughs) it just like oh my god like we're we gotta get over that we gotta get over that finger pointing childish bullshit like Uh, god we are adults and 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 the thing is the thing is like that that's that that's why i say like if there's one thing that i can make an impact on it's that your team does not define you as a person please stop please stop trying to define people by a political party especially when like would you would you say it's best if we just we're all americans 
I mean, we are. That's the fact of the matter. Is that we are. is, but it, but we but they can't see past it because they're so. Uh, it's so split. You know, the the two party system has America so split. They can't see that. You know, at the end of the, they they're always bashing the Dems or the Republicans, and then it's like at the end of the day, you're talking so much shit about the Dems, but they're Americans too. Mm-hmm. We're all fucking Americans, right? So, and and this is this is my thing. It's like, man. The the uh, oh man, sorry. I I just had a I just had a little brain fart moment because I had this whole swelling <laughs> moment of excitement and then you know how how I'd be doing sometimes <laughs> forgetting everything um, that I'm about to say. I mean, but would would you say? Oh, it's oh yeah, best we were talking just, about the. Sorry. Just be American instead of yeah yeah. So definitely that. So I mean, like I said, that's the fact of the matter. We're 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 all Americans regardless. Um, there's not people who are like more American and less American because you're a Republican or Democrat. Exactly. It doesn't make you any more American. And this is what I was going to say is both parties suck. Right. Like they right. objectively suck. Neither of them can get anything done. Neither of them have the best interest of the majority of the population at heart. Not at all. Like they both suck. And, None and of them so can get the job done. So stop you also acting to, like, like, like when, we're going to get the best option to run our country funny how, out of these two parties you know, that have consistently produced shitty results decade after decade. And it's funny how, like, you know, you get uh, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden. They were both running for president, and they were both trashing each other. <laughs> and yes, now dude. they're oh best. So it's like it's a facade. Oh, and it's a thin one. It is a thin one, man. It is a super thin one. And it just, like... We know, we can see what the fuck is going on. For us For us who know how to think for ourselves, we can see what the fuck is going on, and we know that this shit has to change. That's why we're being so vocal about it, and we need to find a way to get rid of that divide, accept it, all of everybody here as Americans, and work towards a common goal. What the hell is so hard about that? Uh, there's just too many distractions. There's uh, too many very intentionally put distractions. You think they're intentional? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, not necessarily as any part of greater conspiracy, right. but the the distractions are are you know almost exclusively rooted in the self interest of another entity. So, right. for example, right. you know you have your advertising, you have your you know uh, Dude, have media. You seen, have you, you seen have... some of uh, Trump's campaign ads? I try not to. Dude, it's, <laughs> it's, I try not to. It's a joke too, dude. Like oh, man. they, it's I don't know. Man. It's it's some of the most like biased. Yeah, like and like it sets like dude, it sets like that. They use that creepy picture of Joe Biden, yeah. like the meme of him like sniffing girls or something. Yeah. Like they'll use that picture it's in childish. the video as like as a guy creeping up on young yeah. people, and it's like yeah, it's, it's this petty. is a political ad. Yeah, what the fuck? Like I get it, and it works, mm-hmm. but it's kind of just sad and degrading. It, too. It's petty. It is. It's just it's like childish. Why? Why? Come on, like let's have some grow up. <laughs> like, and I and I wanted to. I definitely wanted to highlight our conversation with John and James as a proper way to have a debate. Oh, I'm and so they, so pleased with. And these guys are in their twenties, right? They're not like they're they're. They're not who you would expect to be the face of a of a issue like that. You know what I mean? Or excuse me, a, the face of a of a topic like that on a. Right, on they're a, just on a format that's that's viewable by as many people. You so know what I, mean? I mean, James is. I know, felt like they represented their their cases 
exceptionally he, well. James is just your your average guy he, and and works IT in, IT, in yeah. the IT industry and John goes to protests, you know, works in IT. You know, you know John reads is, a lot of books. John, a normal guy who he's into jujitsu, right? Yeah, man, like, I met him at the gym. He's a so, super tough guy too. And, I, and I, like you're saying, these, you these aren't the guys that you would think are the faces. You know, the poster boys of the topic, mm-hmm. but they're they're smart guys, and mm-hmm. there there's so many out there, so many people out there, all all these average Joes who are just actually very educated, very well. Uh, they they hold themselves very well in conversations intellectually, and we need to give those guys more more, more airtime. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. And and it and it made me so proud to be able to do that. Like I felt, Absolutely. I felt like what we're doing, what we did with just that one conversation, uh, makes all this worth it. If there was, if there was, mm, I'm, no, I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna go down that one. Uh, no, but I was gonna say the um, going back to the the Trump got coronavirus thing. Uh, one one other thing that I thought was a little bit scary slash interesting is uh, the also the the quiet little update about the fact that apparently I guess the CDC is acknowledging a certain factor, a certain element of possible airborne spread, right. uh, or I guess not not. More of it just lingering in the air, longer right? Than so, so not dissipating. It kind of just hangs around. So that's more than we thought. A lot, and right. I'll tell you why. Because while we were already tripping about being six feet apart, while we were already tripping about, uh, you know, having to quarantine and isolate and sanitize wear and, and wear masks and all of that. So first of all. Um, and again, I'm not a doctor or anything like that, but I feel like with the airborne thing, uh, the mask haters are really going to have a field day with that because it, to me, what that, what that means without any like higher level of science or, or, or understanding, um, what that sounds like to me is that, oh, we've been wearing masks this whole, t- this whole time that allow airborne transmission um, thinking that it was just the the respiratory droplets, but it turns out that you know it's in the been, actual air the that air, we're yeah. breathing, and, right? Right. And that we're, so, and I mean, we've been we've heard it a thousand times in a thousand different little memes and infographics, and you know, just the the virus is smaller than the the weave of the mask, and blah 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 blah. Right, so right, right. you're all sheep. So, oh, that's going to be really annoying for the next few weeks. But I also, think, I think it's very interesting that it's so weird how these things uh, unfold. It almost seems manufactured. Uh, you, I'm sure there's a huge conspiracy around it already. Mm-hmm. It almost seems manufactured, like Donald Trump getting coronavirus. Yeah, and then uh, this new information coming out about it, you know, being uh, more airborne than we thought, and we're probably going to see another surge of this, you know, not so many people in one area. So these, we're supposed to have more debates, and it, and now it might, I've seen somebody say, you know, it was, it was Trump's, uh, Trump doesn't really have the virus, he's using it as a tactic not to get involved into another debate or anything like that and i wouldn't put it past the guy 
Yeah, honestly. I mean that, but, but but that kind of speculation is always just speculation. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like I I get a huge kick out of watching people just spin their wheels. Like they're right. just like, and then if this happened, uh-huh. and then that could uh-huh. happen. They create this and whole that could happen, scenario. and it's all based off of this one wispy right. if. Right. And you you just pluck that little if, and the whole tower comes crumbling down. You know what I mean? So I mean, all I have to say about that is is I love to speculate. Speculating is fun. It's a great mental exercise. Right. But you have to recognize the shortcomings of speculation in the fact that it means literally absolutely nothing. Speculation is nothing. Like it's a fantasy that it, you're it creating. Is, it is exactly like, exactly what it is. It's just. If I understand only this much, what are all the directions that this could go? So it's it's like like again, I, I love speculating. I love to have conversation. Speculatory. It, I think it's fun. Like I mean, there's that's the thing about conspiracies too. Is like they're fun. <laughs> they are. They you are. Know? Fun. It's funny. Um, I had a, I had one of our mutual buddies uh, talking to me watching the last episode, and he was you know, asking me a lot about, like, fact-checking, and I was just mm-hmm. like, you know, we're, we haven't gone through and verified individual claims yet. Uh, we do have that. some sources cited. We do have sources cited. We're hoping to, you know, break everything down and, and give each uh, speaker their own episode so that we can kind of break open a few more of those those ideas that we just touched base on very briefly. Right. So, um, but again, he, he his, uh, his big thing was he obviously heard a lot of information that he either didn't believe, didn't want to agree with, or that, you know, in some way directly conflicted either his ideals or what mm-hmm. he already understood to be true. Right. So he was he was hearing some of this stuff, and he's just like, like, I need sources. Are you fact-checking? How do you fact-check? It was the final question that, that kind of arrived, that we kind of arrived at. And I was like, um, well, you know, for me I personally... If, yeah, I think, you know, if you hear a claim that you, you're kind of like, I don't know about that. Let's see. I take everything with a grain of salt. Look, every, every single, single thing. thing. Everything. And I'm so, a skeptic to my What I would bones. say to him is, why? If, if you if you want to know, look it up. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But uh, I actually, I mean, I, I we have, have that ability. I mean, we it's it's pretty much like if I don't feel like I could turn it into like a teacher uh, or a professor, then I don't feel like I did my due diligence. You know right, what I mean? Right. And obviously, you know, I'm using a little bit of an exaggeration for emphasis, but you you need to you need to hold yourself accountable for the sources you use, for the um, consistency of the information across platforms, and for your interpretation of the information. If you if you read uh, two plus two is four, and then you think that also means that it's five, then you didn't interpret that correctly. You know right, what I mean? Right. So I I would just kind of explain. I'm like, look. So here's my process. If I hear anything anything any headline any left-leaning right-leaning any uh you know sensationalized anything first thing i do is headline fact check searching google right so but it doesn't stop there no right? so what i do is i'll i'll check at least you know at least two looking for at least three um in an ideal situation where all three of these fact checks have um, a consistent result, have right. a consistent conclusion. They're like, right. this was false because of this, this, and this. Go to the next one. This was right. false because of this, this, and this, and it matches. Go to the next one. This is false because this, this, and this, and maybe you get an extra detail. Right. Um, and then you check the sources. 
So it's not enough for people. You can't just show people a fact check uh, these days because everybody takes it personally. They're like, mm-hmm. are, you t- are you telling me I'm wrong? Right. Are you telling me right. I'm wrong? Right. How dare you? Right. Show you know, me everything your that I've and built, then, and then you show them the fact check, and it doesn't matter. It's if like I built 12... my life around this ideology. Right? Are, you, you're, are, you, are you attacking me? Like, is this a threat? No. It's Do just... I need to call the police? <laughs> like, God damn! You're attack, attacking my identity here, right? No, but um, dang, you got me. You got me off track. What were we talking, <laughs> well, we're talking about? about? The fact checks and the yeah. Okay, the... so so you check the fact checks. Um, that that's usually not enough for people. So I need to make sure that I understand a little bit further. So you check the fact checks. Then you check the source material, right? So you check um, the actual link to the actual source. You don't just say you don't see just, if this is a credible. Yeah, source. you don't just skim past the right. the, right. the hyperlink and right. then just leave it. You right. gotta you gotta click it. So you know For you sure. check out the sources. You check out why the sources are are providing this information. If that information is discernible, mm-hmm. like again, you always want to be on the lookout for bias, right? Because bias is so tricky. It, it doesn't mean that you're not getting factual information. It means that you're getting manipulated information that's yeah, specifically designed to make you to, feel a to, certain way. Exactly, exactly. And I cannot stand the idea of anybody yanking my strings thinking that they're going to get something out of me right. just because they specifically, purposefully omitted important they're information. They're so good at it too. Yeah, so you always got to be on the lookout for bias. And um, so you, you check the, the fact checks, you check the sources, you uh, scan for bias, and then once you have done at least all of that, uh, then you can start to form an opinion. Mm-hmm. Then you can start to uh, interpret the opinions of other people and see where maybe they missed a fact here or they misinterpreted a fact there or they misattributed something here. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's not a uh, like one step process. It's not like right. Google is just true or false. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's a lot more to it than that if you want to be thorough. Do uh, now where where um so that's that that's a very good method of you know checking your sources mm-hmm. and, and fact checking it's also time is, is that something that is it just because is that what you're passionate about is there a way that we can get that out to the public for people to well i mean here's the thing though because like you said most people are just going you know blah 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 is this true or false and then they go with that uh, and, and and again you know it's it's you're absolutely right but what's worse is that they're not I think that the the biggest, like, uh, the most the most underrated information that just never gets paid attention to, is that is to check your sources, like check the website. Just because it's called News Twenty Four Seven Now does not mean that it's actually good information. Right. You need, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you gotta, if you, and, and there's so much of it that you can tell right on the website's name where it's just like, it's like yeah, fun news stories. True. And news, it's just like true news.com. Definitely like, not false. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like super conspicuous. Definitely not false. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like super conspicuous. Yeah, it's like, it stands out. Right. And it's like, Nine times out of the out of ten, it's there for a laugh, and other times it's there because somebody, some poor misguided soul, is legitimately concerned that like, I don't know, fucking Bill Gates is gonna is gonna take over the world and and, and microchip ra- and us rape all. your children. Yeah. Oh my god, it's ridiculous. So and 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 
It, you it's know, so, it's kind of like those uh, the tabloids, like the, mm-hmm. the that's exactly it's, what it it's it's all satire, and you don't know until you go and check. Like most of those, most of those websites are up and making a shit ton of money just because of the clickbait, just because I, they I got can't, a headline. I can't know for a fact that they're making a lot of money, but I can know for a fact I, that they're I that they're they making a very meaningful impact on, on how well. our society receives and interprets information Absolutely. and if i could i would just pop every one of them on the hand man it pisses what me do we off. do about that because they do have the right they have freedom of speech it, it, absolutely absolutely 100 percent. there's absolutely so it's not I, like we can just abolish these people no, and say, no here's the thing though here's what we can do is and you'll hear me say this a billion times until i die is put more of our resources towards education (laughs) because at the end of the day if you can teach somebody how to understand how to distinguish bullshit from legitimate information on their own it's a very it's a very you know teach a man to fish type of scenario like they never have to go back from there it's one time once they understand it one time like oh this is probably bullshit I don't even have to pay attention to this. Right. You, we could to be able to discern again, that just to immediately off of a, right. a website's name, or at least to, even if we can't get to the point where everybody can instantly detect the bullshit, at least get to the point where everybody questions things way more right. before they form an opinion. I think about I it. think it is healthy as hell. Like to be skeptical. I can't like that's. I can't tell you how many times somebody's asked me. Well, how do you feel about this? And I, I literally just – I don't have a strong opinion about that. Like, I don't have well, any particular feelings about that issue. Here's what I know about it. Here's what I don't know about it. Here's, you know, here's, here's, here's my why, here Here is kind of, you know, why – a lot of the times I understand why people feel the way they feel about mm-hmm. something. And I can, you know, look at it you from their lens. Yeah. Right. I can look at it through their lens. Uh, but then there's the, the other side of me is like – well, I can also see how this can go wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where I learned that. I don't know if it's just uh, it's just how I am, or if I learned it in school. I don't know. Um, I think some people just want to know how to sniff out bullshit for themselves, so that they don't have to deal with it. You know? Right. Absolutely. Like some people just pick up on that. Absolutely. Uh, and and one of the one of the uh, while we're on this topic, uh, while I was uh, reading back over some source material um, involved that. Uh, pertaining to our episode with uh, Isaiah. Um, so we we hear a lot of sensationalized headlines about the BLM movement, and uh, I was doing some additional homework just to make sure that um, I continue to know what I'm talking about whenever I talk about when this topic. When you have a conversation, right? And I found a lot of... Um, a lot of the root material for a lot of the exaggerated and sensationalized headlines behind uh, the BLM movement. Um, So essentially it's this giant kind of smoke and mirror campaign because what's happening is there, uh, there is the, there is an organization that exists that a lot of people understand to be the movement. That is not the movement. The name of that organization I believe is the black lives matter global network foundation. That is a foundation. Is that, that's all, the, is that all the Russians? That's the. Um, <laughs> that's a good question. Um, I have no that's idea. A, but that's a that's a strange situation. So this is the organization that a lot of people think is BLM, and this organization and uh, I'll I'll get you I'll get us a link so that people can read up on right. this and check on yeah, it themselves. I'm definitely interested in that. So this uh, this organization is a multi chapter 
multi-state, you know, kind of grassroots organization. Um, here's the thing, though. First of all, before I say anything else about them, understand that they themselves acknowledge the overall lack of infrastructure, the uh, kind of inconsistency from chapter to chapter. Like, uh, I think the way they put it um, was something along the lines of, we're not a leader we're not a leaderless movement we're a leaderful movement in the sense that nobody no central governing authority is telling everybody else what to do they're like we believe that black lives matter you believe that black lives matter all right start your own chapter do your own thing like the ideology doesn't even transfer from chapter to chapter there's no uh like like BLM Bible that everybody swears on and learns, you know what I mean? Right. So um, that that's an important thing to throw out there right at, right off the front. But here's another. Um, here's where it gets a little bit juicier. So this is the organization that did have um, the the founders uh, declare that they're quote trained Marxists. This is the organization that says that they're essentially coming. Coming to for, take over the government. Yeah, to, to no, nah, I, I don't know. Not, take not over the government, necessarily so harsh, but they're 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 these are the ones with the with the quote mission. You know what I mean? Right, to right. to to bring bring about those kinds of values. Um, so was that, that deliberately named that way to uh, to get to BLM create, Global Network Foundation to create the confusion? Uh, that's a good question. I couldn't answer that right. in confidence. Um, I, I think that, that it's possible. I don't know how likely. I don't. I don't even want to call it likely. I just say. I just acknowledge the fact that it is possible, and it would take a lot of legwork. And I don't know of a person alive who would want to do that. Well, the organization <laughs> exists, and they're on a mission. Right. Well, so here's here's some other here's some other juicy details. So, um, nine times out of ten, when I read the word the name george soros i already know that i'm about to just i'm about to see there's some a rabbit bullshit. hole yeah, there's yeah, a... I mean, well he did donate to this organization gotcha. specifically gotcha now um i could if i if i had the website in front of me i could just read down the list of all the different you know legitimate verifiable bullshit that's been attributed to George Soros but that's an entire different conversation right. for an entire different day right. I know very little about the guy himself I don't have any strong feelings about him like I said I I care about what is true and what is false I don't care about the dude I don't care about the reputation I don't care about any of that extra societal fluff I don't care about that I care about is this claim true or is it false right uh well george soros did donate to the uh blm global, uh, global network foundation right. uh the actual physical organization and the BLM it was it was a <laughs> it was a, a pretty um respectable amount i'll say that um what are some other things that i found out about these guys um so are they involved? They're the ones in the... who they're the ones who run the website. I don't know if I mentioned that already, but they're the ones who actually run the blacklivesmatter.com website. So when you see a lot of these calls to action and these media mm-hmm. frenzied um, cool. clickbait kind of things um, that are talking about Black Lives Matter said this, Black Lives Matter said that, the Black Lives Matter movement uh, founders said this and that and this and that. Uh, a lot of it's coming from that website. A lot of it um, is not. Excuse me. A lot of it's not coming from that website. A lot of it is referring to that website. Um, 
again, to, to keep up the whole uh, uh, disenfranchisement of the movement, to keep up the whole smoke and mirrors, like... Right. Like, uh, well, how are you going to distinguish the the global foundation from the from the movement, the the leaderless idea? It's an yeah, idea. The, I, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think I think it's dangerous. I I don't know. What do you think about you know this organization actually becoming a an organization and not just an idea that we can agree upon? There's nothing right now that indicates that they a have the resources to. Uh, mobilize on a on a meaningful scale at the moment um you know there's they're they're making waves in in the fact that they're you know opening new chapters they're you know driving a lot of internet attention towards themselves and stuff like that but again you you go from chapter to chapter you go from leader to leader and it's not it's not a consistent like 100 percent everybody's learning the same brainwashed BLM, you know, rhetoric. It's just different people that think that Black Lives Matter and some of them have some ideology that might be a little bit more radical than some people are comfortable with. But the threat that is imposed, or excuse me, the threat that is implied by a lot of these more sensationalized headlines is 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 not there. That is not that is not the reality of the situation. Right. And it's important to understand why I'm bringing this up is because there is an organization for which a lot of the um, sensationalized headlines uh, are directly responsible for. There is a factual basis in a lot of the legitimate concerns that especially you know BLM naysayers and conservative uh, uh, talking heads uh, there, there's, there's some legitimate grievance there right. that does exist. There and is, it's important yeah. to understand that because you can't just say, like I do very often, you can't just say, no, it's all bullshit. You have to figure out what is bullshit and what is not bullshit. So, you know, that, that was part of me kind of doing my due diligence and understanding where the legitimacy in the claim came from, if there was any at all. So, um, and again, you know, I, and I, I did mention this whenever we were talking about it with Isaiah, but uh, I am aware of the fact that there are organizations that use the BLM namesake. I'm aware that there are um, uh, people trying to turn it into a, a, an actual organization um, with a physical presence, a brick and mortar, right. like mailing address, like right. sign up here, like right. join, apply the, join now. the coalition exactly, kind exactly. of thing. Um, so there is there is uh, a push from people involved with the movement to uh, create. The, these these bodies. Uh, do you think do you think things like that do more harm than good? Um, no, uh, not 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 inherently. Uh, I think that the potential is there. I think that the 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 potential for things to go awry. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, I think that I think that it's it's very easy to go oops and then something bad happen. But I don't think that it's. Uh, or would it just would it be better just to accept the idea of black lives matter if we can all just agree that black lives matter would that be more productive than actually starting these coalitions of mm, again I, I feel like that's more of a like like yes but 
not realistic to expect. It's not realistic, um, right? And this is the reason. The reason that's a, that is, most of my ideas are just. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, that's really um, like all of my ideas are just like, well, yeah, you're living in really, a fantasy. <laughs> it would be really fucking awesome. I like, like to live in that place myself. I don't uh, yeah, expect no, the, the world thing, to. That's the thing. Like, is like is like we're already there. Right. We're literally sitting on the other end of that finish line, going. Wouldn't it be great if everybody, if everybody was caught up? Over yeah. Here, yeah, yeah. It'd, it'd be awesome. It'd be awesome if people cared about other people. But let's just be realistic. Because. But because there, exactly. there, there's that too. I am very much a realist. I understand. Yeah. But um, yeah, sitting on the, so at the I finish that, line is kind I of. I think that not only kind of lonely it, back here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that not only is it going to be not is it not only is it to be expected, but I also believe that it should honestly be encouraged for. Uh, people to mobilize, get a group together. You know, if the cause is a common cause uh, that's going to benefit everybody, like again, nobody loses if BLM, right. uh, if, if the BLM movement is successful. Nobody right. loses. Like right. everybody, everybody understands wins. that Black right. Lives Matter, police reforms are made, right. legislative reforms are made, people start paying more attention to how they treat people, people start paying more attention to uh, how they run their business, you know, how, how, how things happen they pay more attention and are, are more compassionate and empathetic and no, nobody loses right so you know i kind of i kind of lost where i was going with that no i mean so i feel like i feel like that kind of was my point <laughs> right um i think a lot of this you know this this kind of stuff when things get heated and there's turmoil it sucks to sit back and watch uh as an American or, you know, as a nation, it's hard to sit back and watch this turmoil, you know, happen in our own country. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it's very crucial. Like it has to happen for things to get better. Mm -hmm. It kind of always seems that way for me. Isn't like, you know, the Phoenix who burns and rises from the ashes, you Mm -hmm. know, reborn into something greater. Uh, I kind of feel like that's always the case and it sucks to sit back and watch but I feel like there's going to be so much greater good coming out of this. Yeah. Uh, like you, you mentioned police reform. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely something we know has needed to happen for a very long time. I don't necessarily agree with the defunding the police. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think there does need to be you know huge reform in the way that we handle nonviolent situations. Uh, for sure. I'm, I'm curious. Um... So you said you don't you don't necessarily think that uh, we should defund. Right. I don't necessarily think that it's the option, but I don't think that it should be taken off the table. No, um, it needs to be talked so, about. So, what do you think that people mean when they say defund? When, the like, police? what do you think the actual goal is? Reform, uh, better. Uh, no, no, no. I mean, like, like in in terms of the numbers, like. For defund the police, like if if we were to say approach, I don't know, the NYPD in New York, you know, it'd be like defund the police. What what do you think the goal would be there? I think it's a bad idea, honestly. I I think the the I think the idea is to defund the police and uh you know relocate that money into something, you know, like mm-hmm. education, you know, educating our uh, our children. Uh, so that we don't have to, you know, it could be a preventative, uh, so that we don't see the atrocities that are happening, you know, at the moment any longer. Um, I think that is kind of the goal behind defund the police. I I haven't done 
all my research into it. I have not, <laughs> Fair. But when I when I hear when I see people talk about it, most of the time it's let's you know defund the police, put all that money towards something that's gonna contribute to the. So I've been able education, to education, maybe social, mm. you know, safety nets, maybe stuff like that. Right. So I've been able to identify a few different forms of this grievance of this argument. So the first one is the easiest to dismiss and the one that most people, most of the opposers to this argument um, feel that everybody feels. Um, And that's the eye for an eye. So that's saying the police have hurt us for too long. Let's hit them where it hurts in their wallets and just defund them. Pay them less. Get rid of a lot of them. uh, You know. Yeah, you're, sure, you're, you're saying you're saying that's the the worst idea. This is this is one of this is one of the many arguments that I've been able to discern from people who say defund the police. So the first one and the one that a lot of people dismiss it as is the eye for an eye. People think that because people are hurting, they want the police to hurt. Um, to again to to summarize that they want the police to be paid less. They want the police to have fewer weapons. They I want always the loved to, uh, Gandhi's quote: "An eye for an eye will make the whole world go blind." <laughs> Maybe that's what uh, so we need. I don't quite agree with that to... eye for an eye situation. Um, I don't think that does any good. I don't. I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I see why. I see why that's uh, an argument. But I get it too because I've not... been. I've been a victim to, you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, everybody has egotistical uh, power tripping. Yeah, you know, everybody has officers. a has a few uh, bad cop stories, and right. you know that's obviously we want to move away from that as the reality, but. Um, so that that's kind of the first argument that I identify. I see I see people who legitimately do just want the police to hurt in whatever way they can. They want to get rid of the resources that allow police to do their job, and um, you know that 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 is a, a an actual argument that people are making. So uh, obviously, there's a lot to disagree with on that. Right. There's a lot to we could we could talk about that for a while. There's a lot of there's a lot of you know uh, taking the high road that that could be um, that could be you know, countered, that, that could counter that argument or what, whatever. Um, but that's not what I found most people to actually want. Um, what, I'm, what I'm starting to, another argument that I'm starting to hear is, and the one that the more articulate uh, people are asking for is not, let me, let, me, let me rewind a little bit. There's eye for an eye, defund the police. There's abolish the police and abolish ICE. Um, you know, I could, I could understand why, why ICE is getting the heat that they're getting in Border Patrol. And, uh, Absolutely, that, that's understandable. But yeah. that's, not, that's also not an issue that I've, I've done enough homework on to, to speak intelligently about. Uh, Another conversation not, we could have with Carlos, I'm sure. I was sure. about to say, I do, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it out there, though. I've... I've I think that they are not doing a good job right now. Yeah. I am not a fan of any of the stories I've read about ICE or border uh, cut, children and border patrol. And yeah, removing I'm, children. I'm, from I'm their really families. like they're they're in some fucking hot water with me right now. Like yeah. once I once I do a little bit more homework and I can I can really break it down. Well, I'll maybe uh, maybe try to find a guest that we can talk about it with or something, mm-hmm. but. Not a fan of ICE, not a fan of Border Patrol. We'll, we'll, we can get into that another time. But to go back to it, so a lot of people do legitimately want to abolish law enforcement. Um, I think that's ridiculous. Um, and can't, like, I, I don't think it can be done. Um, so moving on from abolish, and, then and we if, have... If we, if we abolish the police departments, 
in law enforcement. It's just going to it's going to be replaced society? by something else that's less regulated and causes more grievances until we have to go back to the old system because Well, would it be like the the BLM global <laughs> are they going oh, to are they going to no. are they going to oh, talk about policing that know? would be the I think the worst case scenario because I, I, I think you know not not because that, not because I don't think that they could find the resources to do it not because I think that they would be corrupt not because of any of that but because public perception would not allow them to exist they would they would the second anybody had any kind of armor any kind of weapon any kind of protective gear any kind of uh security esque equipment law enforcement esque equipment and said, here. I'm here. Yeah. Imagine and, those people oh, walking I mean, I, down I, the street. I would imagine just, that they would avoid, you know, looking like, like military, looking like police themselves. The point, the point being, I can only imagine the absolute shit show. The absolute like whole country will be on fire if we were like, all right, BLM Global Network Foundation. Why don't you? Why don't you take care of law enforcement from here on out? There would, there would. I do not believe anything good would come out of that option. Right. Um, no, it would turn into something but, else. But that like was you said, if, if we abolish law enforcement, that's going to create uh, a power vacuum, right? It's going to be filled somehow. Yeah, and it's going to be filled with something else, and that's going to suck too. So um, the thing is, like, some people are mad at. Well, I, I don't even want to get into that part right yet. So we go abolish police, we go defund the police just to make them hurt, then we go uh, reallocate. So um, somebody I was talking to recently uh, semi-corrected me and was just like, look, if you say defund the police and you mean just take away money from them, I don't agree with you. If you want to say audit the police and um, observe where <coughs> the money's going how it could be better allocated and uh, implement policies and procedures that will guarantee a higher quality police officer comes out of, you know, our efforts, then, then that's an argument I'm willing to make. And, uh, but if you're just talking about taking money away from hardworking, you know, police officers, then I might have to draw the line there because I can't, I can't support that. And I was just like, damn, you know, you got a point. I can, I can see where we can kind of meet in the middle on this. Um, here's my thing is when I see like armored vehicles and I see, uh, you know, heavy, uh, what's it called? When I see, yeah, heavy weaponry. And again, I don't, I'm not a military person. I'm not a a law enforcement guy. I'm not even really like a a gun guy. Like Mm -hmm. guns are cool. Don't get me wrong. They're awesome. But, (laughs) um, I don't. I'm no no gun person, you know what I mean. Yeah, like I'm, I mean, I'm not the gun guy that talks about guns. Uh, I I mean, uh, I have them for. But the point exactly is, why the point, I'm supposed to have them is the, just. Sorry, go ahead. You know, I'll, I carry one on me wherever I go, um, but that's for self defense. That's for my loved ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anything is to ever happen, I do not intend on using it. it. I don't even, I don't even argue with people. Like I don't, I don't. I, I don't get into arguments. I'll, I'll have a conversation with you. If if things get heated, then I'm going to walk away because that's not how we're going to reach any kind of uh, uh, conclusion. But I know it's there. I, I do really appreciate the fact that we do have the right to bear arms and protect our loved ones if the situation ever 
uh, rears its ugly. I have a, you know, my older brother was murdered mm-hmm. unarmed. He was murdered and shot and killed. Um, I don't want that to ever happen to anybody if I have the control over it. Right. And so that's, I, I, I think guns definitely need to be heavily regulated and, well, and better managed as well. And I mean, that's a, that's a whole another can of worms right there. But, yeah. but to go back to what I was saying, the, um, so when I see the exorbitant amount of resources and the, the unquestionable, you know, paper trail that will, that will, that will highlight exactly how we afford this, mm-hmm. this incredibly massive amount of resources, whether it's, you know, communications, equipment, mm-hmm. vehicle, vehicle service, like, there, I, it's got to take a lot, a lot, a lot of money to run, like, yeah. a, a, a big metropolitan, like, police force, oh, you know yeah. what I mean? It's got to take, sure. it's got to take a lot of money just to run a local police force. So, the thing is, I do not think that police should be abolished. I do not think that we should do anything that affects even how much they're paid now. Like, if anything, pay them more, but train them more. But train them more. Uh, that's, but the, see, that, that is, that's the best fucking... I think that's the solution. It's it, better it training. Be. It could be. But here's... here's uh, I, I still want to, like, kind of identify some key points of the, of the, the defund the police argument in the fact that uh, there is a legitimate argument to be made about, uh, like I was saying, about the... Um, I, I still I still think defund, but also the audit of, of where the funds go, how they could be used better, and uh, right. making rules to make sure that those those policies are enforced. So is there is there already an uh, a part of our system that does that currently? I'm not sure if I understand what you mean. So when it comes to auditing, uh, the oh, I'm sure there is, but it obviously isn't doing a good enough job. Right. So so the point would be. To, uh, I would assume, uh, or excuse me, as I understand from what I've understood with, with people I've had this conversation with, is the, um, again, the goal is, is to remove a large portion of the burden from police. So that's to say, um, make, uh, first of all, provide the infrastructure and resources that have been going into, uh, police work to uh, new agencies and and uh, to existing agencies that could just use the the funding and backing to like are you talking about in the case of like nonviolent crimes instead of sending police officers send social workers who that, that's one example yeah um, so there's there's uh, healthcare related stuff that could be taken care of by healthcare people. There's uh, mental health stuff that could be taken care of by, you know, we'll just say mental health people. I know I'm being over-reductive. Don't, yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. don't yeah, no. be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, uh, there's a lot of uh, jailable offenses. There's a lot of stuff that you can go to jail for that doesn't hurt anybody. That, exactly. don't, that doesn't even need to be illegal. Right. Uh, if we could take away, you know, um, our legislation surrounding... Uh, uh, nonviolent drug offenses, mm-hmm. like that's that's a huge that would that's that would heal so huge, much a big portion of the problem of the of the workload too yeah and the um, funding going towards you know and the locking the, the, the perpetuation of the 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 street or the drug you know, war uh, the, the the yeah the drug war the the 
crime that you're seeing on the street is just perpetuating, perpetuating, perpetuating mm-hmm. because people are still using drugs. People are still getting drugs. The drugs are still unregulated because everything's illegal. So it just keeps going, keeps going, keeps going, and it's never going to stop. We already know that beyond the shadow of a doubt. No. We saw it with alcohol. We're going to, you know, we, we like, the, the whole prohibition mindset mentality, like, it's... It doesn't work. No. And stop. It's very <laughs> it's evident stop. that it does not. And, um, and the thing is, people should be able to do whatever the hell they want with their own body, right? Mm-hmm. I yeah, mean, absolutely. Oh, uh, that was another one is sex work. Um, you know, people are paying for OnlyFans. People are uh, logging into, you know, Pornhub every day. Like, like if that's what people want to do with their body, then fuck it. Like, if yeah. there's a way to regulate it, if there's a way to protect the workers a way to protect the uh customers and a way to regulate the industry and bring in you know billions of dollars in in it's income tax revenue that we could we could uh you know obviously again i'm speculating i'm just assuming that a lot you don't have an OnlyFans. you're not (laughs) not speaking from experience here right right? no but um (laughs) but there's it only stands to reason that if we stop trying to yank people by the neck to live the way we want them to live and just allow people, you know, the freedom to, to live a little bit more. Explore their sexuality, explore consciousness, whatever it is. All of that. And, and do all of that without getting, you know, having to worry about, uh, going to jail. Like you're actually hurting somebody. Like who is getting hurt if I, you know, fingering myself on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna say smoke nope. a joint. <laughs> <laughs> Smoking a joint and fingering also myself that. on the internet. Also like, that, man. What's like, so bad? Nobody it's not hurting anybody. It's not, man. And if you if you disagree with it morally, cool. Whatever. But if yeah. you think that your moral disagreement for your particular gives you whatever. the right to pull me around but yeah like, just to, to yank people by the neck and say no you can't do that it's yank, illegal to you yank me out of my house and throw me into, into a cage jail, like, dude into jail like that's ridiculous so if so yeah i got way off track on that but uh again yeah so there there is an argument to be made that if we were to uh take a lot of these unnecessary laws off the books to uh fund better infrastructure new agencies and better programs um and uh to, oh yeah the last uh, i think really important one was uh essentially improving the quality and accessibility of things like healthcare and housing and things like that to get rid of the massive homeless problem right. which is also just packing the jails to the to the bursting point so there's so I many totally... directly accessible options even before we start taking away money there's so many directly accessible options um that, before that, that, we that can could, take that place. can start to be considered right. where not necessarily like we're not going to get from point A to point B, but we can start taking the steps right. now. Right, and and, and there are steps that so there's, there's hurt still more body and would only help people. Like those steps can start to be made now. Those conversations can before start to be we had. just those go ahead and take money out of the pockets of hardworking police officers. Right, and and there's nothing about we have to the, understand that reality too. Is well, that there's, a lot of most police officers are just your average Joe as well, mm-hmm. trying to, you know, get a paycheck. Um, a lot of them are really fucking good, good people. You right. know one, you know... I know a few. I yeah. know, I train with a lot at the jiu-jitsu gym. I trained with a lot at the uh, Kempo gym up the road. Like, I've uh, any of the martial arts gyms that I've been able to, to stop in at, there's almost always 
a, um, a law enforcement officer or, or military operative there that um, takes his I job mean, seriously takes and his training, yeah. obviously. Yeah, so... Um, Shit, where was I going? To know how to... Like, oh. the beautiful thing about jujitsu is learning how to... Yes, it is. Uh, deflate a situation mm-hmm. or to control the situation so that nobody really gets hurt. Well, and um, that's what, that was one thing I was going to say is, like, I don't believe that the... Av- that the, the wages of the police officer have to be affected. I don't want police officers to continue to be paid shit to do all the shit they're doing. Right. I want them to be paid way better. Maybe we don't need as many of them if they're if the quality improves. Right. I can't speak on that again. I'm not advocating for the loss of anybody's job or the loss of anybody's income. But if that's what's required to get from point A to point B, there are other jobs. Right. You know what I mean? It is a job. Right. Like or and, even with and it, if, if you, you want, want people to do that job well, you got to make it rewarding, provide the resources and the training for them to do it well, and, you know, the... Start with some, uh, changing some of these laws. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, and yeah, and make make the, the rule set that they're playing under, you know, conducive to, to peacekeeping and not, right. not escalating uh, situations into violence and death, right. you know? Absolutely. So, there's an argument to be made, and I don't think that it's an inherently hostile or offensive argument if... It's not being presented that way. So, again, if there's a way to guarantee that whoever is a police officer is getting paid really well and trained really well in ways to de-escalate, in ways to... Right. Uh, what was it that Isaiah called it? Uh, verbal judo? Uh, where where you, you use your brain and your, right. your words yeah. to, to calm the situation down. down. Yeah. So, That's um, a beautiful way to put it. So, it's... I, and I, and I can't remember, um, I was doing some comparative reading, and uh, I can't remember which countries I was reading about, but there are places in the world that require you, you know, to be trained for a couple years before um, before you You can... step foot in the field. Right, exactly. Well, they're, do they're... you think also education yes. for police officers? Yes, Cause... yes, yes. A billion times yes. Right. Anytime you're going to ask the question, education, yes. Yes. More. It, more, 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 more. <laughs> everybody, yes. everybody, everywhere, more education, Agreed. as much as possible, Agreed. just cram it down the throat, yeah. Yeah. as much, as much education as possible, absolutely, <laughs> well, let's see, man, uh, we're a little over an hour, yeah, we are, man, uh, I mean, let, let me see, uh, I don't think, uh, I wrote down some, some fun little headline stuff, but I think, uh, some stuff that came up during the week, yeah, no, I think that's everything, man. Sweet. Only other thing is, man, it'd be it'd be pretty cool to figure out like a a cool like T-shirt sponsor because I'm running out of cool T-shirts to wear. <laughs> I've worn this is this I have one more jujitsu shirt and like one more anime shirt. Uh, like, I'm gonna have to start cycling back. Or I'm gonna have you to gotta start, start seeing all the same outfits I'm in every to, episode. Yeah, like, I'm gonna wear like, that last week. <laughs> <laughs> People are gonna be like, "Hey, I seen that shirt before." So if anybody has any hookups on the, uh, on the cool t-shirts. t-shirt sponsors, uh, we're all for it. Hell yeah! Either that, or I'm about to start busting out my uh, my Hawaiian dad shirts. <laughs> yeah, right. I try to try to save those for you know for date occasions. Night at, date night at Chili's, bro. Right. <laughs> at Applebee's, but... <laughs> one dollar margaritas. Oh my god! I have to I have to come clean as a world. Like I I I absolutely you'll never find me at Applebee's or Chili's. <laughs> right, right, but. I do have all of 
the appropriate apparel if I wanted to. So, <laughs> just throwing that out there. Right. Um, if Applebee's or Chili's is hearing this and you guys... If you want to sponsor us with t-shirts. If you guys were <laughs> yeah. considering uh, Send sending us some gift cards or something, I take back everything I said. I'll, I'll accept those unquestioningly. You'll even wear the shirt on I'll the podcast. I'll even wear the shirt. But for the most part, you guys probably aren't going to find me there. Yeah. Until then. <laughs> well, all right, man. Thank right. you. That was yeah. a, that was was a good little talk. Thank later, you, guys. everybody. See you later. <laughs> See ya. Talk to ya. Love ya.